Welcome back to this week's episode of Walking with the Master. This week's post is entitled, Jesus Never Hesitated. There was a point in Jesus' earthly ministry that people had seen him perform many miracles, from the transformation of water to wine, to the healing of lepers, cripples, and even the blind. The people had marveled at this one who could make the lame to walk and the blind to see, and the multitudes began to flock to him to witness and for many to experience his healing touch. But they were about to see something they had never seen before, and something they could not even imagine. They were about to see Jesus raise a young man from the dead. The day had started out no different from any other. A large crowd had been following him throughout the day. In Luke chapter 7, we read that Jesus was approaching the gate to enter the village of Nain late in the afternoon. At the same time, a funeral procession was making its way out of the village on its way to the cemetery. In the first century, burial grounds were always situated outside the village gates. The funeral was for a young man who was the only son of his widowed mother. She had already lost her husband, and now she had lost her son. She was now very much alone. Without a husband or any family to care for her, her future looked bleak. She was mourning the death of her son, but she was also mindful of how desperate her own situation had now become. The local rabbi led the procession, followed by the grieving mothers surrounded by a very loud group of mourners. Next came the coffin carried by friends of the dead man, followed at a respectable distance by a large crowd of friends and neighbors. Remember that none of our Lord's encounters were by chance. Each and every one of them was ordered in such a way as to fulfill His purpose and to bring the greatest glory to the Father. That was true of every encounter in Jesus' earthly life, and it's also true in ours. Jesus knew before time began that this particular encounter would take place with these people at that time and in that place. And the Father had ordered his steps accordingly, just like he orders ours. Also, never lose sight of the fact that Jesus understands our pain. He knows what it means to sorrow. He had experienced the death of his earthly father. He knows what it means to be betrayed, denied, mocked, abandoned, beaten, brutalized, and even murdered. The writer of Hebrews reminds us, This high priest of ours, Jesus, understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do. That was true then, and it's just as true today. As he encountered this grieving widow, he was mindful of his own earthly mother, Mary. Jesus had witnessed the grief of his widowed mother at Joseph's passing. Though Mary had multiple sons and at least two daughters, she had only one son who was the Son of God. And Jesus knew that one day soon his widowed mother would be grieving as she witnessed the death of her only son, just as this widow was grieving the death of her only son. Luke writes that his heart overflowed with compassion for this grieving mother. Though I know that the Son of God has compassion for all, I do believe 
that the Son of Man had a special place in his heart for this grieving widow. No one asked Jesus to bring this young man back from the dead. The grieving mother did not plead with him for a miracle. Those in the crowd didn't think to wonder out loud as to what Jesus might possibly do. Raising this young man from the dead was not a thought on anyone's mind. He was dead. His mother was grieving. Nothing else could be done, even by Jesus. Or so they thought. So no one even thought to ask. No one knew what to ask. But Jesus knew. And he knew what needed to be done, and he was able to do it. So he intervened, and he interceded. There will be times in our lives when we won't know what to ask. We won't know to expect anything different. Gratefully and graciously, our Lord has given us His Holy Spirit, who helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us. Trust Him to intercede, even when we don't know. The first thing Jesus did was to offer the mother comfort. We don't know if she knew who he was, but regardless, he spoke comfort into her life. He knew exactly what she needed. He always does. She needed comfort, tenderness, and assurance, and he spoke it into her life. Next, he did the unthinkable. He touched the coffin. The religious leaders of the day believed that to touch a coffin rendered you unclean for days and unable to perform your religious duty. But Jesus didn't hesitate. He walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearers stopped. Has the Lord ever told you to touch a coffin, either literally or figuratively? Has he ever brought someone into your life who seemed like a hopeless cause or a waste of time? Has he ever directed you to get involved in ministry that may cause you to be considered by others to be unclean? Remember, Jesus didn't hesitate. He walked right over and did what needed to be done. Then he spoke to the one who was dead. Young man, I tell you, get up, Jesus spoke. In every instance that Jesus raised the dead to life, he did so by speaking. And we read in Scripture that when he returns, he will do so again. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, and the dead in Christ will rise first. As in all things, Jesus has but to speak it. He spoke, let there be light, and there was light. He spoke, peace be still, and the wind stopped. He spoke, get up, and this dead son sat up and began to talk. At the very name of Jesus, every knee will bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And at the very voice of Jesus, the storms will stop and the dead will rise. Scripture records that Jesus raised three people from the dead in addition to himself. In this case, he said, young man, get up. In the case of Jairus' daughter, he said, little girl, get up. And in the case of Lazarus, he said, Lazarus, come forth. I am convinced that in each 
instance he addressed them specifically. Otherwise, all the dead bodies within the sound of his voice would have arisen. Because in response to his very voice, the dead will arise. And we read that great fear swept the crowd, and the news about Jesus spread. The people marveled. And though, regrettably, many chose not to follow him, the good news about Jesus spread because of it. As we walk with the Master, let's be mindful that His good news is still being spread through His followers. We are His hands and feet. We are to be a reflection of Him in all that we do. Remember, none of our encounters are by chance. He has a purpose and a plan in each and every one of them. We are to follow His lead and listen to His voice. We may be there to provide comfort. He may even direct us to touch a coffin. But whatever it is, he has us there for a purpose, to speak truth and life. So let's be faithful to respond as he would, because he never hesitated. This post is adapted from my book, Walking with the Master, which is the fourth book in the Lessons Learned in the Wilderness series. Information on how you can obtain the book or the full series is available on my website. Thanks for joining me again this week, and have a great week walking with the Master.